get into this? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the No Look Lakers. Dimitri and Kenny are back. How you doing, man? Doing good. Excited to record. Hell yeah, man. A few things have changed within the roster over the last couple of weeks since we last recorded, and I guess the first thing we should do is dive into this this young man. Not so young. I guess he is a young man now on the Lakers roster. Like he's yeah, he's like bottom five. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't he like one of the top 12 oldest players in the league? Yeah, That's- Lakers, Lakers have like five of them in the top 10 or something, something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw Lakers have seven of the top 12 oldest players on their roster. And I was like, you know what? Just might as well sign Paul Millsap and just make it eight. <laughs> yeah, just go for it, dude. See if Kyle Korver is trying to come back. Rajon Rondo is back in as a Laker after his uh, little championship went on a hiatus around the league. Collected $15 million. No big deal. <laughs> dude, he signed with the Hawks. For two years, 15 mil guaranteed. Made a seven and a half last year between the Hawks and the Clippers. And then in the offseason, Clippers traded him to Grizzlies. Grizzlies bought him out <laughs> for, for whatever equated to him making the minimum with the Lakers and still getting a seven and a half, which is pretty crazy. But he's, you see he's going to be rocking number four. Number four, man. Because who, who's wearing number nine? I forgot who's. I think it was Bazemore. Yeah, it might be Bazemore. That's crazy. How are you feeling about Rondo being back on the team with the current roster makeup? Oh, man. Did you see that report that came out yesterday? I can't remember who reported it. Oh, uh, Eric Pekins, I think, said it. Um, that Anthony Davis was not happy with Dennis Schroeder leading the bench offense, and he was not happy with the spots he was getting the ball. Exactly what you said in our last podcast. But I just think it gives us another option. It gives us another ball handler. He's the third-string point guard at this point. He could probably play with none, like, if we need to off the bench. I, I mean, I like it. And, like, it seemed like from his conversation, he knows his role. Like, he knows he's not going to – he even said it. Like, I'm probably not going to play as much as I would like to play. But he's a vet. He knows what he's doing. I don't know if I, like, talked myself into it because I wasn't so hot on it when the rumor started, when the Grizzlies were talking about buying him out. But, I mean, he's the 13th guy on the roster. So, I mean, I can't complain too much. Yeah. I was kind of confused because, well, first, the not the rumors, the facts came out about the Lakers trying out uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Darren Collison, Mike James, and it's like, okay, they're really trying to bolster this their guard rotations. Initially, I'm like, hey, I get that they have AD and LeBron, Gasol, Dwight, but, Car- I mean, Carmelo's an older guy. Like, I don't know how much he's really going to be playing at the four. I felt like they were a little bit more thin at big man, so I was kind of... They must really be banking on AD having a big season, which I'm totally here for. I'm wearing his jersey right now. But, yeah, for them just to go and get Rondo and bring him back, I was just, yeah, I was kind of confused. You know, him saying that he knows he's the 13th man and not going to play much, very un- a very uncharacteristic thing of Rondo to say. Um, but what, I've, what, what you know about Rondo, Vogel said it. Even I've read about Brad Stevens saying it. He's a coach, bro. Um, he knows the game so well. He knows the other team's plays. I think he'll be a big deal for THT's growth. And even if he does get minutes, like you said, being able to play again, play alongside none, even throw in Baysmore, like he can be a fill-in guard. And the good thing is, is that he's kind of taking that like Derrick Rose approach. He knows he's older. 
doesn't need to score first, doesn't even... He needs, he needs to be setting up guys in their spots, and Rondo's the perfect point guard for that. I'm, I'm super excited for him to, to, to fill in and do that, and to even to your point about Schroeder, do you see that, that thing about him only throwing one lob to AD all of last season? No, I didn't see that. Bruh, when I saw that, I, I thought it had to be fake. There was just no way. That's I don't, crazy. I don't know the facts behind it, but if that's true... Yikes! No wonder he didn't like playing. With, Ad didn't like playing with Schroeder. <laughs> Man, because like I mean, it makes sense. Like those minutes we talked about it last time too. Those minutes when LeBron was out and it was Schroeder and Ad. Ad was floating around the perimeter, catching the ball like two feet inside the three point line, and just having to go to work instead of Schroeder making it a point to get him the ball in certain points. I mean, I I can think of off the top of my head like three or four times of like. AD spinning on the post when he gets the early position and looking for a lob and Dennis not throwing it to him. Like, I can vividly remember that. Rondo's throwing those all day. And again, Rondo might not play more than, I don't know, 25 to 40 games this year for us. But, I mean, say Westbrook's out. Like, I feel like we could start Rondo in a pinch and allow our bench to stay the same and our rotation to stay the same, and it'd be fine. So... Yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid pickup. I like it a lot more than I like would have liked Isaiah Thomas. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, man. To be honest, I wasn't too high on IT. Darren Collison, dude's been retired for, what, two years now? Mike James is the perfect guy to be coming onto a team that's, like, needing that young talent. Whereas here, we already picked up the young guys, didn't really need that. So, I mean, Rondo was available. Why not? <laughs> let's let's yeah. roll with it. I think he, like, perfectly replaces, and who knows if he'll do a better job or a worse job or what, but he'll replace that presence that we were talking about with Jared Dudley. Oh, um, yeah. Coach off the floor. But the biggest thing is, I think I texted you this, is he can still actually play. <laughs> yeah, man. First off, the joke about Dudley last season, well, let's get the good stuff in. Dudley was a great bench presence. Oh, no Ev- doubt. No everyone doubt. loved him. He was a great guy. When he made threes, the crowd went wild. The team went crazy. I mean, he got hired as an assistant coach. Like, how many players really get that opportunity to to leave and follow an assistant coach that would turn into a head coach and become an assistant coach? That doesn't happen often, right? No. Yeah, so he's he's he got set up perfectly. But yeah, dude, with that said, last year, remember he tore his MCL? Yeah. <laughs> like... He didn't even play last year. How did you get injured? I, I know that I'm jokingly saying that, but, like, come on, man. You're the last guy, and you had you, he, he just added to the injuries for last season for the Lakers, and, you know, he really didn't play. I mean, I know that Rondo and Dudley have different personalities. Like, Rondo's probably a lot more serious. I was reading in that Built to Lose book by Jake Fisher. The Celtics personnel said that Rondo ret- re- graduated from the Ticket University, the Big Ticket University. Right. Being KG's wingman, and that's who you're going to get. You're not going to get this more empathetic type player in Dudley, but we'll see how it pans out. It's the beginning of the season. We could be as excited as we can, and we'll see what happens. It just comes back to he can play. (laughs) Yeah. That's my biggest thing. But, yeah, Dudley was great. He was a huge presence, and I thought for sure he was coming back. But our roster showed last year, like, you can't have two or three guys at the end of the bench that can't play when your guys are injured. Like, you need... 14, 15 guys to be able to play and suit up on any given night. 
and Dudley wouldn't be able to provide that for us anymore. So it is what it is, man. You know what's funny? So after AD got traded to the Lakers back in 2019, and the Lakers were going after uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know who was like the first signing in between all of that? Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley. Which is the funniest thing. Like, dude didn't even say, like, I don't care if I need to play. I'm going to just make, I'm going to be the, I'm going to give the championship presence, which he did. So th- this year, after the Westbrook trade, the first person they signed, I think, was um, Trevor Ariza. Do you think Trevor Ariza is going to be that end of the bench guy next to Rondo, just like giving the presence, but still has the ability to step in and play? Yeah, I don't know, actually. I feel like. It's going to be Carmelo versus Ariza on any given night, like in terms of minutes, depending on if we need offense or defense. I think they're going to overlap a lot in the 3-4, play next to LeBron, play next to AD kind of thing. Um, But if Anthony Davis starts, I think Ariza starts. Or sorry, if AD starts at the 5, I think Ariza starts. If Anthony Davis starts at the five, you're saying Trevor Reza might start at the four? Yep. That's my guess. Uh, how did that come about? Like, why? I don't know. I'm just, I'm not high on Ariza so much, man. I don't know what it is. I mean, he started, he played, thir- what, 30 games last season for the Heat, started 27 of them. Yeah, 20, I mean. 28 minutes wrong. a night, too. That's actually a lot of minutes. Damn. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think he's what he was five years ago when he was in Houston or however long ago it was. Jacking up threes. Right. Like, I don't think he's that guy anymore, but I think he can definitely play the four. And like you were saying earlier, I don't, I think our four depth is a little lacking. I think our fives are fine. Uh, We should talk about Marcus a little later and all those rumors that are going out there. But if LeBron starts at the five, I don't know who else would start at the four because I don't see Melo starting at the four. Yeah. True. You can't just throw out Melo, Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and expect someone to get any touches. <laughs> I guess this um, is a good time to talk about Gasol, because if he doesn't play and start, it, if he retires or whatever happens, it kind of messes up what we think. It kind of messes up what we think about the rotation, right? Well, that's what I mean, yeah. And like a lot of the stuff that's been said, Mark Stein's been big on it, saying that the Lakers aren't for sure bringing back Gasol yet. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means the Lakers are trying to move on from Gasol, cut him, trade him, or if that means Gasol's not sold on coming back to the NBA. I feel like if he comes back, he starts at the 5, AD plays the 4, boom, back to what it was. But if he's not coming back, and especially if that's coming from the Lakers side of things, I feel like that means that AD's starting at the 5. Which I would love. Oh, of course, everyone would. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to have... That's what everyone's been harping on. But, dude, I just have so many good memories of healthy Lakers with Marcus at the 5 and AD at the 4. Even though AD was getting ramped up and healthy last season. Like, imagine a healthy AD next to a healthy Marcus Yeah, that's it's, it's confusing to me because, like, the Lakers were connected to DeAndre Jordan, was that yesterday? And, like, I don't see the point of that, like, at all. Please. Um, Please. I really don't. Like, I... A hundred times out of a hundred times, rather have Marcus All in that situation, um, because DeAndre Jordan's repeating D- Dwight, but just not as good as Dwight. It's like bringing back Andre Drummond. <laughs> no man, dude. What if they freaking let Gasol walk? They bring in DeAndre Jordan and start DeAndre and and, and, man. and then have the 
the fourth quarter, you know, oh, no, I don't want to see that, bro. No, like, I really, like, I just, I really don't get it. Um, and I'm confused, and, like, I think that's, like, the final major question to be figured out about this roster. Because, yeah, man, I mean, like, if Gasol's gone, like, I just feel like it has to be AD starting at the five. Because, like, I don't see a world where you start Russell Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and a five that can't shoot. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I mean, obviously the people that get paid millions of dollars a year and are smarter than me in basketball-wise <laughs> fi- figure that out better than I can, but that just does not make any sense. And that's why I feel like it's it's got to be Ariza starting if AD is starting at the five. Unless LeBron plays the four, but I just I don't see that either. And then we go even smaller, like Bazemore at the three and a starting at two. But, yeah, I feel like Gasol's a big, big crossing road in this offseason. Which yeah, is crazy. Man. Oh my goodness. I feel like with the season, what, 30 plus 19, 49 <laughs> days away? Like, swinging a Ben Simmons type trade is definitely something you do in the middle of, like, September going into the new season. But, I mean, we should know by now if Marcus Hall is going to be on the team or not. This is this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, that's what's so confusing. And I also, I saw a tweet, I don't remember when it was. It was right after the Rondo stuff got announced. I don't remember who said it, but one really interesting thing is the Lakers are really, really guard-heavy right now. I mean, you got LeBron, Ariza, Melo, AD, Gasol, and Howard of, like, three, four, or five guys. Everyone else is, like, a guard or a small guard, and every one of them can play. There's no one there that's, like, uh, like Alfonso McKinney last year. Like, we knew he wasn't going to get no burn. Yeah. And so an interesting thing that someone said was that what if the Lakers are gearing up this way guard heavy because the only two tradable contracts the Lakers have are Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker. So hypothetically, they package those guys for somebody, a wing or whatever. They're going to need guard depth. Like the whole trade with Kyle Lowry last year that they were trying to give away like 6,000 guards for Kyle Lowry. Oh, we would have been screwed. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Um, I don't know what type of player it would be. If it's even, there's obviously nothing in the works right now, but it is potential that you ship both of those guys, and all of a sudden that your guard depth goes from a lot to you know average. So yeah. um, that was interesting, dude. That's a good point, man. You know, something we'll have to look into later is who's on which big men are on expiring contracts. <laughs> You know, because to be honest, that does make sense. Having six guards before LeBron, you know, that doesn't even include THT and Bazemore because on basketball reference, they're considered guard forwards. Who's your ideal starting lineup right now? For me, LeBron, Russ, AD, Gasol. Damn, man. See, that's my top four. It's tough to say who the fifth person would be. I would, I would, I want to say none. Yeah, that's who I would say. That's who my ideal starting five would be: LeBron, Westbrook, None, uh, AD, and Gasol. Yeah, so I'm torn on that two guard spot. I know. I, I think Gasol, like you're 100 were spot on with those four. Um, and like I said earlier, if Gasol's not here, I think it's a reason. But. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards Nunn coming off the bench as the first guy off the bench. Or him and THT, the first two guys off the bench. To replace LeBron and whoever starts as a two. I'm actually leaning towards Bazemore right now. Because he's got a little size on him? 
a little size, can play defense, because we know damn well Russ and LeBron aren't playing defense in the first quarter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe Russ, that's why they brought Westbrook in. He's going to play defense in the first quarter. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I, I just kind of like that because I feel like there has to be someone out there that, like say we're playing the Clippers and someone's got to guard Paul George. Like LeBron or Russ ain't picking him up in the first quarter. AD's not picking him up in the first quarter. Um, with Ariza and Baysmore out there, like that gives them two options of people to be able to put on different guys like that. Because with the three of those guys out there, like you don't need anyone else who's going to provide an offensive spark. And that's why I kind of like the idea of none playing a lot with LeBron when Russ and AD are out, but also with Russ and AD too. Like I, I would guess that none would probably be fourth in minutes this year behind the big three. Mm-hmm. But I like that idea of being able to stagger him. What's really interesting though is I don't. I don't know 100% know how THT fits into this team. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too, man. I mean, he got his extension. It's going to be a breakout year. But how do you have a breakout year when the Lakers go out and sign Nunn and Monk? <laughs> yeah, man. I <laughs> like, really like Malik Monk. Like, he's not a perfect player or else he wouldn't have got a veteran minimum. But dude can – he can hoop. Yeah, man. He can hoop. He's going to be a great spark off the bench. I think – there's going to be a lot of Lakers fans who are excited about him. Yeah, man. And then the other guy that, like, I wouldn't hate seeing in the starting lineup either, though, is Wayne Ellington. Yeah. Damn. I wonder what Wayne Ellington's defense looks like. Oh, it's trash, bro. Just Oh, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lakers could just say fuck it and put up 130 points a game next year. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, that's kind of like what I was talking about last time. It's like the Lakers were doing so well defensively. You know, and it's like, you cling to that, but wouldn't you rather have, like, a less good defensive team, maybe top 10, and just a high-octane offense just throwing up points? I mean, Wayne Ellington started 31 games last season. It's crazy. Dude, do you remember that game he had against the Lakers early in the year? Dude went 6 of 9 from 3 in 28 minutes. He had an 8 of 11 game at Toronto in March. I kind of like having considering him be a starter just because he's a pure shooter. Like, Bazemore and Ariza, like, if they're wide open, like, they'll knock him down. I feel like they're kind of like Caruso in that sense, like we talked about last time. But Ellington's a shooter shooter. Like, you run him off screens. Like, he can set the screen for LeBron and pop off of it and hit that, like, with no space. Like, he's a shooter shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're kind of – well. Not so much Wade Ellington, but you're actually having me grow a lot more on Ariza starting. If you went, nice. like, I mean, but but what, what would you think of, like, a LeBron, Westbrook, Ariza, Gasol, AD? Like, is that, that's that's not happening, right? Like, it's no, only, if, it's, only if a, it's only if AD starting at the five. Exactly. It yeah. might, that's how I feel, at least. Um, because Ariza played the four last year, right, next to Bam. There was no other big dude out there, right? Yeah. Bam, Jimmy... Duncan Robinson and whoever else they started out there. Oh, Tyler Hero. <laughs> <laughs> I think they started him for a minute. He struggled last year. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I just feel like this whole stuff about DeAndre Jordan and, like, the Lakers not bringing back a soul just, like, just giving me this vibe that it's either one of two things and one of them being that AD might actually be starting at the five. Because it makes the offense – or it makes the – starting lineup on paper with Russ, LeBron, and AD. If AD is starting at the five, it makes a lot more sense on paper. Yeah, it does. Now that you – because I was thinking of it more offensively than defensively, and kind of like how you're right. 
if there's a team with two stars on it, you're going to want to start somebody who can actually pick them up and sit in the corner and hit a three. Ariza's that guy. Carmelo is not that guy. Nope. Bazemore is that guy. THT, not that guy. So not it really comes, guy. yeah, it comes down to if AD's starting at the five or not. And I guess we'll know in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, depending what happens with Gasol. Because I don't see Dwight starting. And I no don't way. see DeAndre Jordan starting or whoever else they sign. I wish Damian Jones was a free agent because I would love him as a third center. <laughs> you mean the greatest Lakers center of all time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's already that's already well known. but <laughs> Yeah, and I just don't see, like, now that we're talking through it, I don't, I don't see a, a LeBron, Westbrook, THT, Gasol, AD lineup. That is just, like, pack it in hard. You're going to be pissed off when the score is, like, 20 to 8 halfway through the first quarter and the Lakers are down yeah man and also I mean one other thing though is too is like I feel like spacing is overrated in the regular season I feel like it really matters in the playoffs and so like I'm fully set that AD is starting in the five come playoff time like maybe all four rounds but maybe not till the last two or whatever but I feel like in the regular season as long as you have at least two shooters out there like you'll be fine what do you think about like Gasol stretching the floor though Kind of like, I thought this whole time last season, like with Gasol and AD out there, would be Gasol on the on the perimeter, as he was most of the time. But and AD would be on the block. I thought that's what was going to be happening, but we rarely saw that. Like we said last episode, AD's got to be AD this year. So, I mean, that's the first thing. And that means getting on the block and everything. I don't dislike Gasol spreading the floor. I just think if we're not going to have a strong point of attack defender like Dennis was pretty solid when we had Danny Green and KCP starting or Avery Bradley it was solid but in that case like we need to be more able to switch we need to be able to more be attacking defensively and I just feel like having AD at the five and maybe a reason Bazemore allows us to do that it all comes back to if AD's willing to start at the five and maybe when AD Russell Westbrook and LeBron and Jared Dudley sat down for dinner AD's like I'll play the five AD's got to lock up, man. No more, only one lob from the point guard. That's all I'm going to say. He's no, got to be. And we man. know that Russ is going to get him the ball. And Rondo will, too, when he plays. Just look to Anthony Davis's basketball reference in a court. Uh, apparently, one of his nicknames is Fat Man with a PH. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that's going. <laughs> oh, my God. So do you think the Lakers' age is going to catch up to them? I think that's the reason why Rob is going so deep in this roster. I think it's just going to be one of those things where like we're going to have a guy or two out every night, whether it's for injury or rest. Because, yeah, I mean, they're old, dude. Like It's an old roster, but like people are acting like LeBron is not LeBron, for one. So like I don't count his age. That's just a different story, but... Everybody else, like, Melo, like, I mean, he's never, knock on wood, like, he's been playing almost every game since he got back in the league. So, yeah, true. Um, but he's not going to be asked to do too much. Like, last year he's playing 25 minutes a game. The year before that was 33 minutes a game. He's not going to be doing that. Like, I'm guessing he's going to be around 16 to 18, kind of a two-shift kind of a guy, if I had to guess. Russ, I'm not really worried about Russ too much. Like, he... I mean, I'm guessing he'll get, like, a week-long injury or two throughout the season. Um, it's kind of just what I feel like has been his career for the last couple of years. But, like, 
So I think it will a little bit, but I think that's, like I said, another reason why Rob Plink is going so deep with this roster. Because we have 13 guys right now that can play. Like, there's no, like, say Wayne Ellington and Trevor Ariza are out. Like, it's not going to do anything, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're really just banking on AD being healthy, man. And I really hope that he's going to stay healthy. I know Dwight's going to be able to come in and do his job, no matter what, in the second quarter, some in the third, or even whatever in the fourth. I kind of feel the opposite of Westbrook. Dude, that guy's never hurt. (laughs) It's so weird. They played 72 games last season. Yeah. Yeah, he played 65. Like, that's just crazy. And he wasn't even an all-star. And then I think even the previous year, what was it, like 68 after the bubble? I mean, he played like 57. So I'm just hoping, praying to God, this roster stays healthy. In terms of rotations, so let's just say the Lakers roll out. Let's say they go traditional with Gasol and AD. Then they have LeBron and Westbrook, and let's say they start Bazemore, you know, to your preference. Right. So who are you saying? Who are you thinking are the first two to three people off the bench come that six minute mark? Come that six minute mark, LeBron, Bazemore, and Gasol come out, and it's none, Tht, and Mello, or Ariza. None. Damn, none, Tht, Mello, Westbrook, Ad. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Doug, let, oh, give Russ the keys. Give AD the bends. Oh, my God. We're going to be running. It's going to be, oof. And that's kind of a three-guard lineup. THT's bigger. I don't know if people listening have heard us say THT has, like, an eight-foot, 12-foot span. (laughs) Um, So he could guard a three, like, in a pinch, like, I feel like. But I think none in THT are musts. Ariza, I think, would be a good fit right there. And, yeah, because, I mean, we know LeBron's coming out at the six-minute mark probably. Uh, that's why they've been doing it for the last two years. So we got to replace offense with offense a little bit, and that's where bringing in Nunn and THD will be huge. I'm really excited to see Nunn. Like, I think he's a hooper, dude. Like, he is. The Nunn and Monk off the bench duo? Oh, dude. Uh, well, that's the thing, too, is, like, Monk's someone off the bench that he might not play every game. I'm really interested to see what they do with that one, two, three rotation, and yeah. who's who are the odd guys out? It might be Wayne Ellington some nights, uh, might be Malink Monk, but there's going to be games in like April or March that Malink Monk is going to win for us. Yeah. Like, dude is a bucket getter. But you don't feel that way about none. No, I do. I also feel that way about Monk or about none. But I think Monk or I think none is guaranteed a spot in this rotation. Like, I think he's going to play as many games as he's healthy. So what I'm thinking too. Because what we've seen the last couple years is LeBron comes out at the six minutes and then comes back in with, like, two. I don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to see that this year. He needs those couple of minutes. And I think since we're so guard-heavy, why not give Nunn and Monk those minutes? You know, let them stay out there. Maybe maybe even pull Westbrook. And You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a lot of uh, workarounds for there. But if LeBron starts the second and AD and Russ are out, I think that's, that's where we might actually start seeing... A LeBron, Carmelo, Dwight, Ariza, Wayne Ellington type lineup, which is crazy to even think about that, but that can be a very interesting one too because Melo's going to be sitting in the in the corner shooting threes, Ellington's going to be in the corner shooting threes, so you can't really sag off of them because they can you've respectably hit it. That's actually getting me pretty excited about that starting second unit in the to start the second quarter. Yeah, and I would actually like to see none there instead of Ariza. Yeah. So none Ellington, LeBron, Mello, and Dwight, like, just buckets, bro. Like, compared to D 
dealing with like what we were dealing with to start the second. Even the last two years, even when the Lakers won the title, like those lineups struggled offensively if LeBron wasn't going. Yeah, if LeBron wasn't getting to the hoop trying to score. Yeah, bro, that was a rough one. Um, and I'd I'd like to see all of AD, LeBron, and Westbrook in between like the thirty-two to thirty-four minute mark this yeah. year. I think that'd be really, really helpful. Uh, again. I don't think LeBron got hurt for wearing his hair or anything like that. It was just a freak injury because all my homies hate Solomon Hill. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I just think that'd be good. And, like, we have the depth to be able to handle it. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't need LeBron to play 40 minutes in December 7th. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, He'll come in to save the game, but he's not going to stick around and save the game. You know, they're not going to leave him in there. They're going to take him out and be like, all right, dude, go do your work. Get us a dub. Exactly. Yeah. And he only played 33.4 minutes a game last year, which I thought it was more. But um, So I think it definitely getting LeBron down to like the 32.5 range would be awesome. Anthony Davis, same thing. And just let the guys on the roster do their thing. Who do you think are more most likely to be the two guys on the outside end of the rotation? Because we might be able to go with 11 guys. We did the beginning of last year, and I think we did the beginning of 2019-22. Um, so let's say there's two guys that aren't playing hardly at all, if ever. Um, who do you think those guys are most likely to be? To be honest, I think it's going to be Ariza. <laughs> and whoever loses out of the Bazemore, Nunn, and Monk three, you know, who's not earning those minutes? And unfortunately, I think it might be Bazemore, um, just because the two guys are younger and better all-around scorers that can also hit the three. Right. So, yeah, I think it'd be a reason pays more. As long if the roster's healthy. Right, which is a big, big if, but... What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused, and, like, that's again where... Oh, I we're not even talking about Rondo. <laughs> right, so Rondo, I think Rondo's one. Yeah, that's Ro- not okay. playing I, every night. I totally forgot about Rondo. Rondo wouldn't be playing every night, and I think Ariza wouldn't be playing every night. And that's where I'm also starting to feel like maybe Gasol's not coming back because... All of a sudden, Gasol doesn't come back, and Rondo's the only guy on the rotation looking on the outside in, potentially. True. I feel a little bit differently about Ariza than I think you do. I think he's going to get consistent minutes, and I think Melo is too just because it's Melo and like you can't bench him like that. But, yeah, I think it's going to be one of Monk. I, I think none's a lock for the rotation. I feel like it's going to be either Monk, Ellington, or Basemore for the other spot. Damn, I'm just man. If AD starts the five, and he's just splitting minutes with Howard, in theory, that makes me feel so good. I would love that, you know, because sure. Le- LeBron can play the four, Camelo can play the four, Ariza can play the four. You know, if Marcus Gasol starts at the five, one of Ariza or Melo isn't playing. I just don't see how it happens. So do you think the conversation with Gasol now is like, hey, bro, your contract's guaranteed? <laughs> We, you can either like stay on the team and you're not gonna play, or we'll just buy you out at a lower. Like, I mean, he's probably making like what two point four million. It's not even a lot. Maybe they don't even want to let him go. You know, I don't know. That's just crazy to think about with Gasol. He's really hanging shit up, and it's pissing me off now. No, it's just weird because like the Lakers, like I said, being connected to different centers, just like it's not making sense to me. So it's either you might be right. Like the Lakers might just say you're not gonna get any court time. You're not starting at the five, and we don't know when you're gonna play. Unless AD's not playing. And then that's where it's maybe like Gasol's like, ah, like I ain't trying to go through the same thing I did to sit for DeAndre 
Drummond last year, or Andre Drummond last year. Like, but so, also, DeAndre Jordan is leaving once out of the Brooklyn because he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that just confuses the hell out of me. Because so, like, yeah, that's is he going to come to LA and be okay with riding Pine at home? Yeah, because I feel like whoever they bring in as the next center has to be able okay riding pine. And like yeah. that's where I don't like DeAndre Jordan in that situation. It's like, again, he's literally just a worse Dwight at this point of his career. And when, yeah. when you say worse Dwight, he is like significantly worse than Dwight. Like he, Dwight at least has body, can knock people over, and I don't think DeAndre Jordan does that. I don't know how Dwight is still so damn athletic at his age. Like he's I know like, he's not perfect, but it's just insane. One more question for you. What kind of players or any targets you have for these final two roster spots? Uh, no one top of mind right now, only because I haven't really looked into it, but do you have a couple of guys in mind? No, I don't. I mean, I was so set on the Lakers bringing back Wes Matthews. Like, I thought that was a lock. Oh, um, yeah. Wes Matthews is not on the team. That is weird. But, like, I just I don't see where he would fit on this team right now. Like, he would be riding Pine again. That's probably why he's not back. Maybe the Lakers offered him a contract and said, we can't guarantee you PT. And he's just like, eh. Um, But I would like one more kind of 3-4 guy, if possible, and just one more pure shooter. Like a Ben McLemore type guy that's, like, not going to play most of the year, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot about McLemore. But, yeah. I mean, if they could get another shooter who's also kind of like a big man but not Ryan Kelly... Someone who could actually, like, rebound, stretch the floor, but also guard some big men. I don't know how many of them are out there, but also... It sounds, kind of, yeah. sounds like you're talking about Paul Millsap right now. I mean, it also sounds like Kevin Love, almost. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that one's weird. That one, yeah. oh, man, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how I'd feel about it either, but if Blake Griffin was throwing down yammies in in, uh, in Brooklyn after leaving uh, Detroit, I kind of have faith in um, in Kevin Love, but... It's funny how those reports all came out at the same time, like, oh, after they signed, uh, traded for Laurie Markkinen. It's all about Kevin Love's buyout, buyout, and then Woj is like, nope, his agent said, two years, 60 mil, ain't going nowhere. (laughs) He's getting that money. Well, I'm excited to see how that roster turns out. To be honest, season might start, 10 games in, Trevor Reese is going to be slapping me in the face, and I'm totally for it. Um... But again, that might not even happen because Gasol might not be on the team. And right. Rondo's going to be the odd man out. Um, and everyone else will be able to play. And that might be best case scenario now that you told me this. Like, I'm super stoked for that. I mean, Gasol probably saw that Tony Allen and Zach Randolph were getting their jerseys retired this season. was like, bro, I want, <laughs> I want in on that. You know, I want, I, want, I want to be recognized. So we'll see. We'll see. Damn, man, I love Zach Randolph, and I love Tony Allen. But imagine the Lakers having to retire someone like that's jersey. <laughs> <laughs> For a team that's, what, made it to the conference finals once in their history? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. So in other news, Rich Paul, LeBron's buddy, I mean agent, <laughs> Is being sued by Nerlens Noel for what? What Nerlens Noel probably feels like, yo, I signed with Clutch and didn't get my payout. And I want to bring this shit up because uh, while reading this Built to Lose book, Nerlens Noel was supposed to be the future. He was. 
coming yep. out of he was like supposed to be the next AD. He went to Kentucky, and he tore his ACL. <laughs> you know, and like that sucks. No one was trying to draft him. The Sixer Sam Hinkie traded for him, and he never got his payday. He may have had on the table this this contract. Who knows if it's true that the Mavs are four years seventy million. That type of shit happens all the time. Let's not get like let's not get it twisted. Every agent goes through this, and even during drafts, what happened in New Orleans the well too. You know who he worked out for that summer when the Cavs had the number one pick, drafted Anthony Bennett. The Magic had number two, drafted Victor Oladipo. The Wizards drafted Otto Porter. You know the only team that New Orleans Noel worked out for? The Cleveland Cavaliers. So, shit happens when you get hurt, right? Right. This is a weird, weird subject and a weird thing, and I just feel like... It's off-season drama. The funniest part to me is that NBA Twitter, or some people on NBA Twitter, thinks that it was a conspiracy to keep Nerlens Noel out of the Western Conference for LeBron. <laughs> LeBron could care less about a Nerlens Noel, dude. Dude, we're talking about Nerlens Noel. <laughs> and, like, not 2013 pre-torn ACL draft. Nerlens Noel. Yeah, man. That's it. It's just... No. <laughs> it's just... And, like, so there, to me, there's, like, a couple sides of it, right? Like, the first side is, like, people making a big deal about uh, Rich Paul poaching Nerlens Noel from his previous agency. From what I've read, like, that happens all the time. And from what I also know is that that's just a salesman being a salesman. Like, yeah, I'll get you paid. Like, come sign with me. Boom. Rich Paul gets paid for any money that Nerlens Noel makes. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to do that. Like, that's just common business sense. And, yeah, man, like, he got hurt. Like, maybe he had that four-year $70 million contract, but he also could have 100%, even if Rich Paul said, no, don't take that, we can get you a max, he could have said, no, I'm taking this money. Like, it's, Rich Paul wasn't his father that was telling him to do something and going to beat his ass if he said no. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly, man. And I think we talked about this too, where Boogie, when he got traded to the Pelicans, he could have got a $200 million extension. Lit. Do you think the Pelicans offered that mid-season? No. Do you think they probably offered a lower number than that? Yeah. Did Boogie turn it down? Yes. Did he tear his Achilles? Yeah. Did he get the contract? No. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, this shit happens all the time. Same with Dennis, man. He could have. He they offered the contract to him, four years, eighty-four million. What did he do? He said no. I'm turning right. this down. Yeah. Um, and then look what happens. Well, he didn't get hurt. He kind of just sucked. And now he's a, he signed for $5 million one season. This happens all the time, and I think it just became off-season drama. Of course, when it gets reported by the big wigs, everyone's going to be talking about it. But Of course. Let's not act like this is the first time some shit like this happened or it doesn't happen on a regular basis. The only reason why it got put on to the, into the sports news is because it's Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. Exactly. Everyone was just waiting for that moment to be like, oh, yes, I can finally talk shit about Clutch. And, like, the, the other piece of it, too, is, like, there's, like, been a couple other reports that came out that I think it was, like, the Clippers said they were interested in him, but they couldn't get a hold of Rich Paul or something. Maybe Rich Paul just wasn't doing his job or his agency wasn't doing their job, but there's nothing to do with, like, a conspiracy to not get New Orleans Noel money. Because at the end of the day, 
they work off a commission too. Like, why would he not want his client to make money? It just all doesn't make any sense to me. And like, congrats to you, Nerlens Noel, for getting your contract this summer finally. It's not as much as I'm sure you would like, but it's something. And I'm just curious, like, who decided to be like, hey, we should we should sue Clutch Client or Clutch? Like, yeah, was it his current agency? Because I'm sure every agency in the world hates Rich Paul and Clutch. Yeah, he got his his little bag. What is it like? Twenty twenty three years, twenty seven million or something. Yeah, three years, thirty something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for averaging five points and six rebounds, bro. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I, I don't get. It. <laughs> Dude, even in this, I'm looking at it here, man. I don't know what year he was about to get that four year seventy million from Dallas, but if it was when he got traded from Philly to Dallas, he was averaging eight points and seven rebounds. Does yeah, that, it was that year. Because the, that... the following year he played on the um, the qualifying offer. Dude, so you're telling me. <laughs> Come on. Like, the, were the Mavs throwing 70 mil at a guy averaging 8 and 7? No. Yeah, it just it, none of it adds up to me. Yeah, none it doesn't of it adds add up to me. It doesn't add up to me. Yeah. Other news. Someone requested a trade and said that he's not reporting to camp today. Speaking of clutch. Speaking of clutch. Who do you think? Who do you think put that rumor out there? I guess oh. the the writer did, but <laughs> um, who do you think gave him the leak? I think honestly, it's the, I I yeah. think it's the Sixers. I think it's the Sixers too. But the only reason I think it's clutch is because I feel like that puts the Sixers in a really bad spot, just for trading trade negotiations purposes. Oh, true. Yeah. Because now everyone's like, oh, like he wants to leave anyway. He's not going to show up to training camp. Like, you guys have to trade him. So here's our best offer. Take it or leave it. Benjamin David Simmons. Three-time All-Star, two-time All-Defense, one-time All-NBA. Demanded a trade. Do you think he's going to get traded? I think he is. I think it's just it's time in Philly. It's just I just feel like it's time, man. It's crazy he's only played five years in the league feels like he's been around for a lot longer he's only 24 man you know and not saying his jump shot's gonna improve but the guy can play you know if he wasn't playing next to a dominant big i don't think his lack of shooting would seem like as big of a deal so like that's why i feel like there's a lot of teams that i'm sure are interested um so i just feel like whoever gives um philly the best deal like i think they're gonna take it I don't know who it's going to be. Like, I, I saw the Timberwolves, the Kings, the Warriors were interested. I think the Clippers are interested. I don't know who the Warriors or Clippers are going to try. Actually, I think the Warriors can make, could offer a pretty damn good package if they wanted to. That just does not make sense. Because they would just basically trade Wiggins and whatever combination of young guys that the Sixers wanted. Yeah. And it would work financially, but now you have two non-shooters, and it's kind of the same thing as it is with Draymond. But yeah. I would like to see him in Minnesota. So they'd give up D'Lo, right? D'Lo's the, the trade. They'd have to give up D'Lo. That'd be it would, my it's, not Kat. it's not Cat. It's not Cat. No, I think he'd want to play next to Cat and Anthony Edwards. And the thing is, is Cat can spread the floor. Like, that's right, actually he's a shooter. shooter. Like, yeah. Embiid can shoot, don't get me wrong, but... But, uh, dude. Cat's an actual shooter. Yeah, Cat... 
it's funny seeing the photos of him down in the paint because it looks like he doesn't want to get knocked around. <laughs> Which is, yeah, he, he, he prefers to be on the perimeter in the mid-range. So, dude, I think Timberwolves fans really feel like they're going to get him. After getting Pe- Patrick Beverly, we were kind of like, what the hell happened there? Why did they even trade for him? And I think Patrick Beverly in a month is probably going to be a 76er. <laughs> you know, it is, what it, it is what it is, right? Like... Yeah, but also, I'm thinking someone like Ben Simmons, who is already playing in a big city, has a lot of ties to L.A., like big markets, how he would fare playing in Minnesota. I don't know. Maybe he really just wants that much of a fresh start, but not a lot of players get traded to Minnesota and are like, damn, that's what's up. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Well, the confusing thing to me, though, is like, I know uh, Daryl Morey got a lot of jokes thrown his way for like some of his things he was offering to teams to try and unload Ben Simmons earlier in the offseason yeah but it's like this team was what two games away from or I guess they lost to the Hawks but they should have beat the Hawks and they would have been in the Eastern Conference Finals like this team's still a good team they finished with the best record in the East last year and it's like is your team really going to be better if you get D'Lo who might play 50 games I just feel like you got to get something of value of like be able to still compete like I don't know who exactly who that is like I don't know what do you think about CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons CJ McCollum I think Sixers are like what's up with Dame <laughs> you know like CJ McCollum's cool but I don't know who the Sixers backup point guard is at this time but I think McCollum will be able to fit but they would still need a point guard and it sucks that they're trading away Ben Simmons for that to be honest I think things are real tight in in Portland they're not going to trade CJ McCollum or Dame. So I think Ben Simmons is going to be a T-Wolf. I, I mean, I'm personally excited to see what Ben Simmons can do in a team that's, like, you know, decent, but has offensive weapons around him, and he's just running all day. Yeah, because who are the weapons that. on the Sixers? I mean, you do have the big man weapon. You have Tobias Harris, but I think Tobias Harris making 30 mil is so limiting to what that team can be. You know, if I he agree. was, yeah, dude, if he was getting paid like twenty mil, not this max, it'd be their roster would have so much more flexibility. But you know, I don't want to get into all that. I'm just trying to think of any other teams that could even put together an offer that's like a decent offer. But because I feel like they have to get back someone that's like not an all star, but like could be an all star in their career at some point. You know what I mean? Like the, D'Lo. But mm-hmm. what do you think about the Kings? Like. So I don't see the Kings trading away De'Aaron Fox. Or maybe they do because they have Halliburton and Davion Mitchell. I mean, Ben Simmons could – I don't – I could see him saving the Kings and making them exciting, but I – what are they – they'd probably end up 35 and 47. Right. <laughs> and it's like you're just – now you're, you have this exciting up-tempo player and you just wasted a season. Yeah, what about Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, and – I don't know, Marvin Bagley for Ben Simmons, and you keep Fox and Simmons and Davion Mitchell and just run all day. Who, and Rashawn Holmes? <laughs> I think that'll be good. That, that'd actually be pretty nice. I could see that one happening. I think the Kings would probably prefer to keep Buddy Heald <laughs> so they have someone that uh, Ben Simmons could pass the ball to. But <laughs> I think when they said the three California teams... It's hard to believe that the Kings would be one of them. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's just weird. And then the Clippers have nothing to offer. 
like they're like us. Like we don't have anything to offer either. Like, yeah, and it just does not make sense on the Warriors to me. It just doesn't. Yeah, uh, unless they got rid of Draymond, which they won't do. Unless they just play Draymond at the five all year, just start Draymond at the five. Ben Simmons at the four. Figure out the the other position next to Clay and Steph. I mean. I said it last episode, you just get the star in the building and figure it out. Yeah. Like what the Lakers did with Russ Westbrook, like you just gotta figure it out, but So that's an interesting perspective to hold when you have like a actual contending team. <laughs> when, when when you're a team kinda like the Kings, T Wolves, and also kinda like I'm, this isn't char- I'm not hating, but like kinda like the Warriors too. You're not really contending. Does Ben Simmons get you to the finals? If it works perfectly and Clay comes back healthy, you never know. Yeah. Because who what who need who's worrying about sagging off Ben Simmons if you're if you got Clay and Steph like you got the shooters man yeah man I mean he's like like for example Andre Iguodala like he was not a willing shooter like he was a willing shooter he wasn't a shooter but Ben Simmons isn't even a willing shooter the only other team I can kind of see is maybe the Raptors they got some people there that they could send their way and. But I feel like the Raptors have that same culture where it's like kind of like Portland, like dude, we have what we have and we're gonna try to build around it. But yeah, I'm just curious. I feel like the Raptors are kind of feel, like due for a reset, like a little bit. So maybe yeah. this is their chance. Uh, True. All right, man. Dude, well, I guess we'll find out about a lot of things in a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, by the end of this month. Like, teams are, like, isn't it preseason starting and then training camp starting this month? Like, a lot of excited things to look forward to, and the next time we link up, who knows? Marcus Alford might really be out, Ben Simmons might be a king, and we're going to just be going crazy on another episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Let's do it. All right, man, we're going to put a bow on this one. It's a wrap on episode two for season two. Go Lakers, and we'll be back. Freeway trailer. If you'd handle what I take it. Separate love, separate cause. The fire lies. Don't have to be dead rags. Dead rags.